0: Hey everyone, Jonathan McInnes here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, where we're going to talk about topics that will motivate and inspire and help you tap into your purpose and improve your performance in life and in business. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, Jonathan McInnes here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, and I'm on my next recording for our fall 2019 season. And I am with Vice President of DJ Construction, Matt Schrock. And uh, Matt is actually in a leadership group that we uh, gather with, uh, you know, occasionally throughout the year, Uh, just a small group of us where we can bounce some ideas off of each other with regard to leadership and just personal growth and, you know, things of that nature. And so I thought that it would be really cool to have Matt on the show uh, because I think he's got a really good perspective. As the Vice President of DJ Construction, as a young leader, I think he has um, a lot Going for him, and he's got a lot of uh, really good perspective. Um, as you may know, if you've been on any of the other recordings, uh, our main topics that we've been trying to hit on are just one-word topics, and we just sort of organically have a discussion from there. And so, um, it's kind of a play on words, but it's also a really good personal, um, I think, um, endeavor of of Matt, and that is building. So with DJ Construction. We they are builders, right? But we're also talking about building on a personal level. And so the word that we want to really dive into and unfold is the, the topic of building, building people up. Um, the the pitfalls of uh, leadership and how sometimes we can maybe unaware, um, you know, uh, tear people down. And um, maybe as a father, as a as a husband, there's some things that we can do differently, or as a as a wife, or just as, as a friend in general, what we can do to help build people up. And so Matt, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. appreciate you having me. Of course. And so let's just go ahead and first, before we get into all the discussion topics, let's just get into you a little bit. Um, so you guys are at DJ Construction. You're located, your main office is in Goshen. You have office in Warsaw. You're a father of two girls. And uh, you told me um, off the air that you uh, grew up in the Goshen Elkhart area. And uh, why don't you just kind of share a little bit of your story, how you got to the position you're in. And uh, we'll get into some of the, the main points on building.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. So uh, really about me. Yeah, I, I grew up in the area. So pretty much my whole life other than was away for college, away for a couple of internships. Um, and But most of my life has been in, in the Michiana area. So my wife and I, our first house was in South Bend. We live in on the Elkhart County side of the line now, but uh, still in the area. But grew up, went to Elkhart Baptist or Elkhart Christian Academy mm-hmm. as it's known now uh, and went there from kindergarten through high school graduation Mm -hmm. and i'm really grateful for that i know family you know made sacrifices to be for me to be able to go there Mm -hmm. um but you know i just love my time and the only thing i wish is i wish we had had a football team but (laughs) you know looking back we didn't have enough kids so probably wouldn't have been we probably wouldn't have been very good
0: but you you could have been a good player you look you're pretty athletic too so we'll get into that here. I, i like to at least i
1: like to at least Pretend that I am. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I loved my experience, and you know, for me, um, you know, everybody has you know different you know keys for their life, but the I, I really felt like the spiritual teaching uh, mm-hmm. at Elkhart Baptist was awesome, and it yeah. was very it was very influential for me to really develop um, into my into my own uh, personal relationship as a Christian, you know, yes. and so it was. It wasn't something anymore that was, you know, just, oh, my parents raised me that way, so that I guess that's what I am. And mm-hmm. you know, I and and really, you know, not to get super deep into topics right away, but that's that's so key to who I am and what I'm about. Yes. You know, yeah. so it was it was very influential, you know, for me and awesome to be mm-hmm. there. Uh, went from there to uh, Taylor University in Upland, Indiana. If you don't know where that is, that puts you in the majority of people. Um, it's in a, out in a cornfield and uh, kind of between Marion and Muncie, Indiana. Okay. So that doesn't really help much. But um, <laughs> it, again, it's a small Christian liberal arts university, mm-hmm. couple thousand kids. But just just an awesome experience. I had uh, a story, a quick story I like to tell. This was so I'm at least old enough. To I was it was before like Facebook was around at least on on the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got a call from my then to be roommate who I didn't know. Yeah, he's from North Carolina. Name's Andrew Slate, so I'll make sure he listens to this. But uh, he uh, it just shows how guys can become friends so easily. Mm -hmm. So all he did was he said, "Do you like do you like basketball?" I said, "Yeah, I love basketball." And he said, "So okay." Said if you had to pick Duke or North Carolina, who would you pick? Oh, and I said uh, easy Duke. And he goes, I think we're going to be good friends. Nice. And, it's all and, and, and we've been, you know, it's kind of funny. We've been, we've been great friends. We roomed together for three years, and yeah. uh, great friends. And anyway, so but it's just that's just kind of funny, but awesome experience at Taylor. So many good friends. The one thing I wish is that I had that more of them were local, right? So yeah. I don't. Yeah, there aren't very many people I went to school with that I was mm-hmm. close to that are. Around here, yeah, but that's okay. Awesome experience. And yeah. then, um, after college, did a few things, uh, number of internships. Probably one of the most influential things I did. I spent uh, a some, an entire summer in the Dominican Republic, okay, uh, working for a Score International Emissions Organization. Oh, all right. And so this wasn't like, um, yeah, they have their own calling it a hotel is is it's not like people think of a, a yeah. fancy hotel. Right. They have their own spot okay. uh, with rooms <laughs> and, right. and it was clean but it, not fancy but I was there but it wasn't like you're not there to hang out with other Americans necessarily. Right. We're helping groups come down and we're out in the sugarcane villages, we're out okay. doing things, you know, sharing the gospel with you know, just little kids that got nothing and just, yeah. you know, just so um, very impactful to yeah. me to one for recognizing what the difference between needs and wants, oh, you know, man, that's good. it's, it's so, uh, it's so easy to lose focus on that here. You know, my wife and I and our daughter, when we moved uh, last summer, summer summer of 2018, mm-hmm. you know, we moved a house. It's not huge, but a, a, a little bit bigger house, but we were, we were very clear that it was a want, not a need, yep, right? We yep. wanted a little more space, and it was nice to get a little more space, especially with baby number two coming. But yeah. it, I've seen where people, <laughs> you know, way more people than that living in much smaller space. Like, it's not a need, right? It's right, a want. Right. Uh, so perspective there, and then working for a guy, uh, he was the director of the Dominican part of their ministry. His name's Tim Kreger mm-hmm. Just watching him as a servant leader was mm-hmm. just awesome. He never you know he could he's the guy that could have cared less whether anybody knew who he was whether right. he got any yeah. credit he just mm-hmm. he was there to you know give his best yes, and, that's good. and it was it was awesome just to see that so uh, that's, so that's, yeah, anyway,
0: that's incredible. I mean, even just, you just telling me your story up until that point, I mean, I've already jotted down so many little nuggets of lessons that you've learned that you've shared with us, but uh, uh, go ahead and tell me how, how did you get into the construction business or maybe how did the family get in there into that business and how you got into your role right now then? Yeah, ab-
1: absolutely. And I, yeah, I definitely want to spend some time talking about DJ cause I, I love DJ construction. And so it, it is um, first people that don't know, it is a family business. Uh, my grandpa is Don and, uh, he, he he's passed away, but he, he's the D in DJ. And then it was his brother, Joe. So it was Don and Joe that started it in 1954. So just, 1954, we just wow. yeah. were, you know, finishing our 65th year basically. Um, and so they, they worked together. They started building some houses for like a relative and then they got more people going on and then, um, they got a kind of a taste of the commercial and industrial, market in the early 60s and then the palm sunday tornadoes happened which most people around here understand what that's all about so they ended up building tons of houses to kind of rebuild the county yeah and okay. after that my my grandpa decided he really liked the commercial industrial side his brother really liked residential it, they had a, a, no like issues but just decided to part ways and so my grandpa bought his brother joe out and so um he was the guy for quite a number of years and then my dad came uh wasn't necessarily planning to be in the business right away. Um, I know his his dad uh, told him to go do something else and you know outside of the company and get experience. But ended up coming back at kind of a crucial time, kind of right when my grandma had gotten cancer, and so it was kind of crucial. He came back to and really kind of led the company at a very young age because my grandpa was able to step away and be with his wife, you know, and and help. So um, and that was in the early '80s. And then, so from there, my dad's been was pretty much running the company for a long time, and it, it's grown. It's not, uh, it's not the same as it, you know, as far as the size and and all that as it was back then. It's a lot bigger now, um, and he's, you know, he's looking forward to the next. Phase of his career because he he's the same age as a company, so he's 65. Um, which I give my grandpa credit for starting a family and a new business at Man. in the same year. That's that's, that's bold. That's a lot so, of
0: a lot of effort, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so um, you know, I didn't uh I didn't necessarily have plans to be part of the family business and not for any, not for any reason like negative reason. I just was, you know. I'm not a construction guy, right? That, I mean, that's, that was my whole thing, and I loved other things. So I, I, as we were talking about off the air, I got into the golf business. I um, was an assistant golf pro for a while at, at Morris Park Country Club locally here. Um, it was a great experience, and after a few years there, I kind of started to realize, look, it, I, I loved who I was working for, uh, loved the experience there, loved the people, but recognized it's probably not the easiest job for a young family. And uh, it was about that time the uh, our then president uh, that was working for my dad uh, really approached me and just said, "Ever thought about coming back to the family business?" And so when I was talking it over with my dad, and I said, "Dad, I'm I'm not a construction guy, you know, like." And and so I, part of what he told me is he said, "Look, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a construction guy. We have plenty of those, mm-hmm. right? What what we would need from you." is we would need you to be passionate about the team we have passionate about getting them opportunities you know because you believe in them you know and and uh in in you know help you know help build relationships those kind of things and so that was really what put it over the top for me was like I can do that right i cuz i know i know the quality of the people at the organization and so it's easy for me to be very passionate about wanting opportunities because I know the quality of people that are going to be on those projects. And I know that what we have is not common in the construction industry where, you know, where we have clients that are like, you know, they're telling us, man, Matt, you're okay on the front end. Uh, if you just introduced us to the people that were going to be on our job, yeah. we, we wouldn't even need to interview anybody else, you know, because, you know, they're, they're, they're finishing projects feeling like, their their friend like our on-site crew they're friends you know and they're they're there for their interest they're looking out for the client's interest you know we don't have people that are on the job site trying to they don't feel like they're trying to make a buck for dj they feel like they're fighting for the client proactively which is like i said it's not common doesn't mean doesn't mean we're perfect of course um but that kind of mentality is just not common and so for me it's really easy to be passionate about yeah, I want this team to have opportunities because I know they're awesome people and I love working with them. You yeah, know?
0: man, that's awesome. And actually um, you're decidedly different, just like your slogan is, right? Decidedly different. And it makes a difference when um, when you have people that are in your support roles or everybody that's within the company, the different employees, you can trust them and and then be okay with not knowing it all, but knowing where your lane is as a leader. And so let's go ahead and and maybe transition into some of the discussion points on building. And so obviously as as DJ Construction, you're a builder, but like you said, you didn't come to the company necessarily because you had all the expertise as a builder, but you came because you're good with people. And I think that makes a big difference. And so there's many people that's listening right now that obviously they're not builders, but they are around people. We're all builders in one way or another when it comes to our life. And so I think uh, the big thing that I want to get into is um, what it takes to really be a effective builder in the lives of people around you, to be that encourager, to be the person that's willing to take action and speak words of life to people, as opposed to always being the one that's the critical person, you know, in the room. And so let's start with the one thing that stuck with me with what you said earlier, and that is um, your foundation, because you were in school and you went to Elkhart Christian and you were saying that that was so foundational to your growth so, as a builder, we know that the foundation has to be right first before you start building on the foundation. And so, what does that mean to you? The foundation, when it comes to the life of somebody that you're trying to maybe pour into. Yeah.
1: Um, well, it's something that I, I like to think about, and I think it applies to um, a lot of the stuff that I do in bu- not a- building relationships. In it could be in. Building a new relationship or building into a deeper into a relationship you already have, right? So, what? um, So I'll get real quick. There's a little background. So you know, at DJ, um, we're not like my role. Even though I head up a lot of our business development efforts, we're not. I'm not a salesman, right? There's a big difference. Um, What we're trying to do is we're trying to build relationships and see what partnerships make sense. And so that plays perfectly into. Okay, so how then do we build relationships? It could, like I said, it could be with somebody new. It could be with somebody you currently know. And you know, it really got me thinking of, as I try to help other people understand how we do that, and again, not that we know it all, but what we've learned, um, there are really you know kind of like a handful of buckets that are um, what people really get people going. And if you pay attention when you're talking to them, and you under, start to understand which bucket is their like trigger, what, what really fires them up. And, you know, you start asking questions along those lines. And so, you know, usually it's, it's things like, okay, for some people talking about their family is what really gets them going, right? Some people it's, it's their faith. Some people it's money, you know, it's, it is. Um, some people it's their career, you know, or some people it's maybe a, a cause that they're passionate about. But it's, it's those kind of things. If, and if, if you spend most of your time in conversation with people focusing on what they are passionate about, the relationship definitely, you definitely build relationships faster, right? How, I mean, think about it, in not, in a, not in a self-serving way, but like how often have you had somebody that was very interested in you and what you like that you didn't like? Right, right, I mean yeah. it's it's true, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I, I've got a good friend from uh, Rotary that I'm in with, and he was talking about this banquet he went to, and he so, he got invited by somebody, but he ended up at the like the main table with the speaker, uh, the the event speaker, and he's like, you know I, the guy was fascinating, I just kept asking him questions about everything, and so leaves the evening, you know, it was, you know, it was cool, and his friends that invited him said, man the the, the gentleman that was a speaker." He thought you're the most interesting person he's ever been around. Yeah. And my friends like, that's funny. I don't even know if I told him my name or anything right. about yeah. me. <laughs> All I was doing was asking questions about him cuz I was interested in him. Right, absolutely. And he lo- and he thought I was awesome. You know, like yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of so that really is what got me thinking about yeah. like in in again, it needs to, it has to be genuine though, right? Like you people will see through that in a heartbeat if you don't really care. But if you do really care about them and you listen and focus on what makes them what they're passionate about, the relationship can deepen very quickly or much more quickly.
0: Man, that's so good. Let me uh, slow down for a sec because this is good stuff. So if anybody's taking any notes, it's so interesting how when I'm uh, having leaders on this show that most of the time they all just interconnect and they just kind of weave together really well. And so uh, the first thing about building up somebody else is being willing to be a good listener. Uh, I thought that was really good. And you just said the, the phrase, pay attention. Pay attention to what interests them, family, faith, finances, their career, a cause. And when you get on their level, then that's so powerful. That's so important. And so that to me is like, that's enough gold right there just to take that away. If you want to have a better relationship with somebody, if you want to be somebody that's building other people up, it's not so much by you having always the right words to say. I think so often we run into that issue where in, in I run into this because I I see myself as somebody that needs to have an answer sometimes, sometimes it's not about always having the right words or the right answer to say, but it's just about listening and getting on somebody else's level and allowing them to tell you what their interests are or what their concerns or their issues are. And you're just there with them, coming coming alongside them. You, and don't you see that as well?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: So that makes a big difference. So so what what do you think would be the so we're talking about building on a foundation. And so the foundation, um, in order for you to have a successful life, I think you have to have first have that that foundation correct. And the the foundation of a relationship is first knowing what that other person's interests are, and then connecting on on that level. What's what do you, what would you say some other tips are for you to build relationships with other people, and what helps you in in your leadership role, maybe within the company and the people that you're trying to manage? What what helps you?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it really is along those same lines, but it's just um, I think being willing to take the time to be with somebody, right? I mean you want to get to know somebody better you're not going to do that by not interacting with them by not spending time with them you know by i uh you know just cuz you know my my faith is very important to me so i've thought about you know i think about that a lot of you know when i was a kid i was you know hey what's what's god's will for my life what was all that and you know you know you think about it the easiest way to know is to spend time with them you know with him you know and so the same the same thing works in a relationship right like how do i know um What's needed next? Well, if you're spending time and really listening and paying attention and being with that person, being intentional, then the answer is a lot easier. You know, if you knowing what to do next. I'm not always great at that, but but it's something I at least you're. I feel like um, being cognizant of it at least gives you a step in the right direction. Right, like I know I need to be doing this because of the next steps, you know, X, Y, and Z. Absolutely.
0: So when you spend the time, I mean, that is so powerful too, when it comes to spending time with, with the Lord. And that's something that's, you know, getting on a, on, um, on the, the topic of our Christian walk. Um, you know, some people say, man, I, I just, I don't have a very good, you know, uh, prayer life, or I don't have a really good uh, relationship with the Lord. Well, have you, have you intentionally spent any time with him? Well, what are you doing in the mornings? What are you doing, in the, uh, in the evenings. I mean, how do you start your day? How do you end your day? I think that's really important. And, um, and that's the same thing that goes for, for people, you know, and, and I think that's a struggle because we live in a, in a society full of so many distractions. And so uh, for you, how do you, how do you maybe um, combat the distractions? Because sometimes the distractions, other things can actually tear down and you don't even intentionally mean to tear down other people. Um, but maybe let's let's kind of talk about how you can maybe combat the the issues of our society and how we can easily tear people down. And what are maybe some of those distractions that you face yeah. in your life?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the obvious ones is right technology, social media, all those kind of things. Just taking time away. That you know, not that they're in and of themselves bad things, but are they the best things? Are they the most important things? And so. Um, I, I definitely am as guilty as anybody else at times of being on my phone when I'm home, but I've over the last, you know, couple of years, I've really made a conscious effort to, to really try to make it, make myself aware that not to be, not to be that all the time. Not that I never check the score of a game or not, you know, not that, but like I'm at home, I've got, you know, I've got my wife, got two little girls there's there's nothing on my phone that's more important, you know. So like, even though I'm, my wife asked me has asked me before, like, uh, uh, so we're big Purdue fans, right? My dad is. She's like, why do you care so much? And I was like, I don't know. I wish I didn't. <laughs> so a lot of times I wish I didn't. But you know, and, and it doesn't mean they're bad things. A lot of it is. I think a lot of the reason I love that kind of stuff is just that the time my dad and I have done that together. You know, right? You know, that's part a big part of it. Um, but. But individually, you know, there's nothing on my phone that's more important than being at home. So, you know, right now, a lot of times our oldest daughter, she's three and a half, and all she wants to do with me is play when I'm home for hours. And, you know, and a lot of times I'm, I'm tired and, uh, you know, like everybody else, you know, is. And But, I, you know, I'm like, you know, what? I'm, I'm not getting these days back. So it doesn't mean I'm always perfect, but I really try to make an effort, put the phone away and don't always be have a game on or anything like that, and just just go whatever, play make believe or whatever, right. whatever you know it is. Be and present, right? Be present, and um, you know, at least giving that awareness and putting more effort into it. I think it's it's been it's been good. You know, um, I could be better at it, but it's been good, and you know. But like I said, it, you can't get those days back. And, right?
0: Yeah you have to almost make up your mind and have like a conscious concerted effort to say no when that happens i'm not going to do it it's almost like somebody that's preparing for a football game if they play football or something or you're you're preparing for a contest beforehand you're you're preparing for some of the issues and you have strategies in place so that you know okay if if this happens here's what my game plan is going to be you almost need to do that in your personal life. Like, okay, I know that I can be easily distracted. I know that uh, there's a, a level of me that may be addicted to some of the technology because I'm the same way. And so what what am I going to do about it? And I think that's really important. Let's say you're uh, you're having a bad day. Let's say you're having a bad month or whatever it is. And maybe you don't have bad months. But how do you find that you uh, can be built up yourself? So let's transition it to your personal you know, efforts.
1: One thing that's really helped me, honestly, is... Um so working out. Okay. And I, and I'll tell you why. So, um, I, my wife and I were owned a CrossFit gym for five years and I, I love, I love it. I can't technically call myself a CrossFit, uh, level one trainer anymore. <laughs> cause that expired a couple of years ago, uh, but, okay. um, but, um, one thing, you know, really taught me, um, cause pretty much every workout at some point I want to quit and I'm like, nah, that's enough. You know, I'm that's that's hard. I'm tired. You know, I, I did enough work. And but every time you don't quit, right? Every time you don't, it makes you stronger, mentally stronger for sure. And so what I, you know, I really do um kind of use that in the back of my mind if I'm if I've got days that are really slammed or I've got a bunch of stuff to do. It's like, okay, how how did I do how did I do it when I was in the middle of you know, again, it's just a workout, right? But it, but it's also a mental battle, right? It's a, and, you know, it's like, okay, just, you gotta just take the next step. That's, because that's how you get through a really long, hard workout is you gotta just keep taking the next step. You don't have to be the fastest, but you gotta keep going. And, but if you just say, okay, what's the next step? All right, let's get that chunk knocked out. And, and it's, you know, as soon as you do that and start rolling, all of a sudden these, you know, crazy days or whatever become a lot more manageable when you're like, you know, I I, I can't, not only am I not going to get it all done at once, I can't, but if I take the next step, that's how you get, that's how you do
0: it, you know? Absolutely. You mentioned the phrase daily improvement. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good mantra to have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... I've I've kicked around for a, a while, like uh, and it it just really be for me because I'm pretty much the only one that sees it in our garage gym. But like I kind of the phrase of like something along the lines. I want I want to put some kind of sign up that just like you know only only your best is accepted here or something like that. You know, just because like any you know I feel like um, especially not to digress too much into the, the strength and conditioning kind of world, but like it, it is part of I, I do think there are things you can take to your life from that but like if you, if you constantly show up and are not bringing your best effort in there i, I that's probably probably says something about how you're going to be in the rest of your life
0: you know? yeah if you're consistently cutting corners or trying to find yeah. the, the path of least resistance then i think there's an issue and i've heard the phrase you know if you're not uh, if you're always in your comfort zone chances are you're not growing yeah. you know and you're not being built up and so from somebody that's, you know, a, cross, a former CrossFit owner that knows how to build muscle and build endurance and things of that nature, you know, that you have to push yourself, stretch yourself in order for you to really be built. And so, um, give me some, maybe some examples of, um, of other maybe tactics that you use to mentally build yourself up throughout a day or throughout, uh, just your life in general.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, really the, the main one honestly would come back to the the faith component, right? So um I wouldn't, you know, I'm I def, I'm not somebody necessarily I don't spend hours and hours at night, you know, praying at one time. But I but I I really do um at least try and I'm not comparing myself to like Billy Grant, but like right. he said something like <laughs> there's there's often not a, more than a I forget how many minutes that goes by without some kind of prayer, right. you know? So like I Have tried an to attitude of prayer, right? I try yeah. to be in that frame where at least it's, you know, it's throughout the day, right? You just, you know, it could be about one thing. It could be about a lot of things could be in general, but you just, um, you know, having that time to, um, you know, especially on drives, I, I'm, I know most people would probably think I'm very weird in that regard, but I
0: I rarely listen to anything when I drive. Yeah, I'm the you know I'm the same it's way. It's quiet. funny you say that. That's it, how it, I am.
1: It's quiet. I, I mean, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts, you know, or something. Sometimes I'll listen to audiobooks. Sometimes, um, very occasionally, music. Not very often. Um, maybe if I'm like tired in the morning or something, yeah. I have a little music you get going. Pumped but, up a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, I play. You know, like I Have the Tiger or something. <laughs> <Right>? You know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it really it's those times to like. And and often I'll find myself, you know, thinking about something and and then be praying about it or whatever. And and then, it, but I find that to be um, really valuable time. And and probably how often if. I should probably should tint my, my windows cause I'm probably talking to myself yeah, too. And people yeah, are like, yeah, what is, what's this guy yeah. doing? Uh, but,
0: but nowadays you never know. They probably think just on your speaker. That's phone, true. You know? That's <laughs> true. We'll,
1: we'll go with that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what's going on. Uh, not talking to myself. So,
0: um, but
1: you know, those kind of things of, Hey, make sure, you know, I want to, I want to be spending time, um, learning about my faith learn about, you know, Christ, um, deepening that relationship, um, so that you know, reading, praying, studying, other things like that, um, and, and really, I mean, as far as personal growth, I mean, I've you know, I've like I said, I listen to audiobooks.
0: Yeah. What is your what's your current uh, the your your go to book right now, or maybe just this last year? What's been a, a couple of your go to books that you've um, listened to or read?
1: So um, a lot of my the audio books I listen to um, would be. Um, really more in the Christian apologetics world. So um, I'm trying to pull them up because sometimes I forget things. Uh, And so like, I love listening to a guy named uh, Ravi Zacharias. I don't know if that name means anything to anybody listening, but uh, I, I didn't really know who he was until he actually spoke at my sister's college graduation, which this is, not going to age her, but it was a lot of years ago, yeah. you know, for now. And it, I mean, not too much, just a couple years older than I am. Okay, so if that right. helps you. Um, but I didn't really know who he was, but he happened to have a son that was graduating at Taylor. So he came back and find out, I mean, he's a worldwide renowned speaker on Christian apologetics. And, but I love listening to him because of his perspective of, you know, he's way smarter than I am, knows way more, but His when he's speaking and you know people are maybe questioning things that he said, you know he's you know he's talking about how he learned. You know it's not about getting defensive. It's listen to understand what their question is, right? Like because there's usually a question behind the question, right? And and so I think that's you know something I've learned um, besides just his knowledge in general is like okay when I'm having conversations whether they are about those topics or other topics. And, I, and there's another podcast I was listening to completely unrelated, Strength and Conditioning. But the, uh, one of the guys was talking about um, if somebody has like a different opinion or a different thought than you, instead of like firing right back, try to. He said he always plays a quick mental game of trying to come up with like a reason or two why they might think that. And, but, but those kind of things are, are important, right? Like, because if we only see things from our perspective and we're not willing to consider that other people have other perspectives, um, doesn't mean we have to say they're all right or all you know, but but you but you need to listen to them because there are um, there are a lot of times where there's a question behind the question or a statement behind the statement of okay, here's what I'm upset about or here's what I is, has me concerned. Okay, but what you know what real is there something deeper than that? And that's, I think what you're listening to and that, I mean, that plays into building relationships, plays into all those topics.
0: So that's Ravi Zacharias. He's, that's awesome. And then uh, you had mentioned Patrick Lencioni as well. Is that some, uh, an author that you've been uh, reading a little bit? uh,
1: Just a little bit. I Mm -hmm. I haven't read a, a ton of his stuff, but the, the really his, um, I'm totally blanking on which book it was good to great. No. Uh, Anyway, he, where he was talking about the BHAG, Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. Yes, okay. Um, and I probably botched which book it is. But, yeah. Um, no, I know, yeah, I
0: don't think it's good to great, but I but I, I, can't think of the name either. But I know Patrick Lencioni has some really good, like the ideal team player, and he, he has yeah. some really good critical books to read That's if you're a leader, so that's good.
1: Right, and that's something that like the the BHAG concept came really came from him uh, for our organization of um, we want to DJ construction, we want to grow specifically so that we can put a dent in the fatherless epidemic in our community. And, you know, and so like that's our, that is part of our big, hairy, audacious goal is, yeah, we're just, we're just one company. We're, you know, a sized company, but um, can we have an impact on something that's much bigger than construction?
0: Yeah. What you said, it's kind of cool. We're just kind of transitioning naturally into this because you said sometimes you have to find the the deeper why. Uh, that's what, you know, Ravi, uh, or Ravi Zacharias said, you know, there's maybe another why behind it. Yeah. Well, there's actually another why behind what you guys are doing so you're not just building you know um edifices you're actually trying to build people and talk about that that kind of initiative that maybe helps drive and build uh, some of the employees of the company so you guys are trying to help um decrease the fatherless in the area or trying to support the fatherless and go ahead and just kind of explain what you guys are doing
1: yeah it it really stemmed um so there's a some of you listening anybody listening probably knows Justin Moss, who that is. Justin Moss was really crucial in the development of this thought process for our company. Uh he had he had gotten to be friends with my dad and in and, and since friends with me, but really helped pulling out uh my dad's passion. Right. And that was really for, you know, fathers or father, you know, kids that need fathers, you know, that kind of thing. And so um our leadership team a number of years back, six years ago, something like that, uh really put it to my dad of okay, if you were to like, what really should be driving this company, right? It's not, you know, beyond, yeah, we need to do a great job with our construction to to be in business, but what really should be driving? And Justin helped pull it out of, hey, the passion is really, you know, kids that either don't have dads in their lives or have dads that are not involved in their lives or abusive dads or like any, you know, all those things are, none of those things are good, right? That, you know, when they're, when they're absent or whatever in um, a lot of societies ills I think could be traced back to um, in this not taking any importance away from the the mother figure you know either of course but different roles of course but like um the father figure of you know they've shown stats on you know people in jail people you know committing crimes and all these kind of stats without without a father in the home versus with a father plugged in in the home and it's and it's just striking the difference um and you know some of that is, you know, right now, kids who don't have dads, so we want to plug in there. Um, or it could be on the other end of the spectrum of maybe adults who have kids that want to break the cycle of not having a dad plugged in. They want to be that dad for their kid and don't know how to do it, right? So it's it's all of those things uh, in perspective. And so um, we're spo- we've are we been sponsoring a bunch of uh, All Pro Dads Day breakfasts around with local schools, um, probably, I don't know, 20 of them or so this year, Um and really, it's it's pretty simple. Like it's not it's not some extravagant thing. It's not like DJ construction is, you know, the, you know, just world break, groundbreaking stuff we're doing. We're sponsoring the breakfast um, and really we're inviting or the school then invites dads or father or parental figures to come and just eat breakfast with their kid. And a lot of times they'll have uh, or sometimes they'll have dad just say something positive about their kid. And you know, it's it's really um, interesting to see just the, the glowing smiles of the kids when, you know, they may not have had uh, their dads, you know, publicly, you know, say something positive about them before. So it's it's really powerful. So we get to be involved with that. Um, and then um, I I blanked on where I was going with, oh, uh, then we, we did some company, more company-wide things that we do too. So we uh, had a work day for our company, which actually worked pretty well for people that know how to build things. We built, uh, bunk beds, uh, for, uh, there's a group called sleep in heavenly peace. I think they're national or regional organization, but they build bunk beds for kids who don't have beds. And so, um, we got to build, um, I can't remember eight bunk beds, I think, or eight, eight sets of bunk beds. I think it was, um, maybe it was five, yeah. I, the number is kind of getting skewed.
0: That's uh, beside the point. Yeah, it's, it's but, really what you're doing. Is yeah, awesome. but we,
1: you know, so we want to beyond. You know, I, we we try to find it. You know, we want to grow it so we can financially impact organizations that are already knocking us out of the park too, right? So part of that development was we don't need to reinvent the wheel of as far as how to help kids. We there's already you know Boys and Girls Club, Big Brothers Big Sisters, um, Basher Children's Home, Child and Parent Services. Uh, there's so many. Um, so how can we support them? So it is financial for sure. That's when we, we get asked a lot for donations and that's all good. There's so many great causes, but we try to be upfront with people that the first bucket is for organizations that are directly impacting the fatherless epidemic. So that's where our, our yeah, money goes first.
0: That's powerful. You know what I take away from that? I mean, because I know that you can financially help people, but you can also um, you, know, you know lend a hand as well. And I think you guys are doing both really well and connecting with a cause that really helps probably resonate with some of the employees. Um, and so that's a really powerful thing. So I know we're kind of getting to the end here and there's so much more that I could talk about because you guys are uh, doing so great within the company and you personally are uh, just an inspiration to a lot of people around you. I'm sure you are to uh, the people that you work with and then also your family as well. Um, so, uh, this is a question that I always like to ask people when I conclude the, um, the lesson, the discussion, and that is, you know, what's the one thing or a couple things that maybe you'd want to be known for if this was the last time somebody was going to talk to you. What what would be a lasting impression you want to leave on people?
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a huge question. I'm I'm glad you told me beforehand that you yeah. might ask. Yeah. It. <laughs> some people so,
0: don't get that luxury, so right. I'm glad that so you were I, able. To I prepare. feel fortunate <laughs> there.
1: But I, well, I can you know I can start by telling you what it's not. Right, I I could care less about you know our you know the size of house we have or you know fancy cars. I could care less about any of that kind of stuff. I, obviously, it's nice to have cars that work and a house that is in good shape and all that. And I'm very thankful for that. But, but as far as those kind of things, it just doesn't, that just doesn't drive me. Right. So, um, you know, I think, uh, family and faith are, are going to be the, the, the first, the top priorities in any, anything I do. That's what, you know, I'd want to be remembered for those things like that was for somebody to say, that's what was most important to mm-hmm. me, you know, was those two things
0: absolutely and i, I can't uh, can't agree more there's so many avenues we can take with that but absolutely your family and your faith making sure that you're connected in both areas so folks um there's just so much more uh, for us to talk about we just won't be able to get it all in on this podcast but you know i took a, away a lot of things from what matt was sharing with us but the one thing that i really think that we should remember is that when you're building you have to have kind of that perspective of building others and then also building yourself and so there's tactics that we, he shared about building others Um, And then of course, um, some things that he's talked about, about building himself. So hopefully you got some really good information out of this. Uh, Those of you who are listening for the first time, I um, ask you to go ahead and subscribe, rate our show, share this with anybody else that you think might be interested in learning a little bit more about purpose and performance. And Matt, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. I know you're a busy man. And so for you to uh, take some time out of your busy day, just to, to swing by and and uh, get this recording in. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. It was a blast.
0: Awesome. Guys, until next time, once again, this is Jonathan McInnes with the Purpose and Performance Podcast. We'll see you guys later.